Animation Podcast Show. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Animation Fixation Podcast Show where we talk everything animation. And in today's episode, we will be continuing our deep dive into Netflix's animation anthology series, Love, Death and Robots. And today, we will be looking at Through the Akela Rift, Good Hunting and The Dump. Now, as always with these Love, Death and Robots episodes, we just want to give a quick disclaimer to our listeners about the possibility of discussing some distressing topics. So the first episode on our list today is Through the Akilla Rift, which follows a captain of a spacefaring crew in the distant future that have discovered that they have flown light years off their original course and have come to a strange space station. Now on this space station, there is an old love interest of the captains, but all is not quite as it appears. Now this was definitely a compelling short, but what were your thoughts on this one, Caitlin? I really liked this short. Um, I thought, firstly, the designs of the spaceships were so cool. Just had a little nerd moment over that. Also, the the slingshot gate, I can't remember what they call it, but that um, device that is firing them through space along their route is really cool. And I think it's a really, really good example of filmmakers showing and not telling. There's not all this explanation dialogue of, oh yeah, this is what this is and this is how it works. You just see a ship go through it and you're like, cool, it's sending ships along the way. And you can understand immediately that things go wrong in this sometimes because it's it's very high tech and, you know, and there's a lot of margin for error when you're dealing with the vastness of space. Um... So I think that was a really, really clever visual element and I'm really glad that they included that and I'm very glad they didn't over-explain it to death. So my hat is off to the filmmakers for that one. Um, it still has that feeling for me of a video game cutscene. Like the characters were just a little, a little uncanny valley in places. It very much reminded me visually of Sunny's Edge. Um, and yeah, I, I felt like it was a video game cutscene, but not necessarily in a bad way. Like I, I, I quite enjoyed the visuals of it, particularly the space. It was just stunning to watch. Um, the the champagne pour down the body, I think, mm-hmm. didn't look great. But no. also, you're dealing with space and some funky gravity, so I'm thinking maybe they they reckon they could get away with it. And I'm like, look, I'll buy that as an excuse. But I just I. <laughs> That's not how champagne or water works. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, th- there's always a risk when you're doing something that's supposed to look hyper-realistic. Mm. So th- this is done very, very realistically. Now, if any single element is off in any way, whether it's um, the, the model isn't quite right, the mm-hmm. surfacing isn't right, or you know, with the, the lighting you're going to notice it straight away and then you get the uncanny valley. So what threw me off were the characters' faces. Mm. Like the the skin was done really well. And especially oh, yeah. when they have close-ups of the skin, you see the the really fine wrinkles, the the pores. Um, that they, they did amazing displacement work on, on these. They most likely did scans of actual human skin. Mm-hmm. And that, that was uh, fantastic. But when you have like these mid shots where you're seeing the characters' faces, you're you're diving into that uncanny valley. Yep. And what I actually felt let the look down was, so you spoiler alert, you find <laughs> out that 
uh, they're actually kind of in this simulation kind of thing that's being driven by this alien spider woman spider thing it's not really explained 100 what this creature wants but it seems to want companionship mm -hmm. and it does that by putting whatever it it catches into a sort of simulation kind of thing but when he comes out of it it looks like he's been there for decades mm -hmm. he's mangled he's manky he's gross he's got real long hair and it goes from this hyper realistic looking character to it really looks like a really bad video game cutscene. Mm. Uh, and that was super jarring. And then you see the alien creature for what it actually is, which looks really cool. So cool. That was a great design. It, it, amazing design. It looked absolutely terrifying. Like space spider, but then like this hint of like an actual human form as part of it. It was just... Yes. It was yes. so... And like how many eyes did that thing have? Like it, mm -hmm. I, I, I think I will be vibing with that character design for the next millennia. Like that was just <laughs> mwah, 10 out of 10, no notes mm -hmm. on Spider-Woman design. Well done. Yeah, like the, the designs were fantastic. But again, you still run into mm -hmm. that issue of, you know, you're going from something that's really well done yeah. to cutting to something that really didn't match up to the, to the level of what everything else was. See, I think the way that they've done it though, because like you are looking at these really um i'm trying to think of the right word and english is escaping me which is not great because i don't speak any of <laughs> the language so this is fantastic but these these human forms that are obviously so malnourished that have been stationary so you have like muscle atrophy you have mm -hmm. these really sunken in cheeks they look like they've been through this horrific crash pretty much so there's all this bruising and blood it's kind of I think the fact that you go from something that is really hyper-realistic to this really kind of, I don't know, gory, very kind of slightly abstracted horror, I think it really plays into this element of body horror that is, mm -hmm. I think, quite prevalent in a lot of these episodes. Um, it's, it's this whole, it has taken something human and it has made it very not human by circumstances out of their control. And there is such... I don't know. I I have a really weird reaction with body horror. I I'm always like it it really hits for me. I'm like, "Ugh." So, I th I think for me that just kind of really hammered home the this is a really messed up situation. In fact, the way like given the fact that the creature's design is so close in a lot of ways to a spider, you kind of get the feeling like the the corpses kind of look like husks of something that has been drained by the spider like her whole vibe is you know you've ended up here i'm just trying to make the best of this for you and give myself some company but the corpses also look like they have been drained so like there's definitely this element of is she telling the truth is is she actually feeding off them like does she actually mean them harm or good is she responsible you never get an answer to this but I kind of, I was, I was really liking the story, and then my my whole train of thought as I went through was, oh, I don't like the whole, oh, it was all a dream trope. Really liked the plot twist of this crazy Spider Woman, um, you know, trying to, you know, give them some kind of good reality, and then that cut back to at the end. It was like, we're just ignoring that. Don't worry about it. Just come back to, just come back to the nice thing. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Look, I, I, I liked, I liked the little journey it took me on. I thought it was really, really yes. good. I, I think if you're ever going to have the whole, it was just a dream, 
This is how you do it. Yes, without, exactly. Without annoying the audience. Exactly. It, it didn't feel cheap. And I thought that part was, was really well done. Mm -hmm. And I do like when you have elements of uh, like uh, when Tom slams Greta up against the glass and you get that little editing trick with the little fracture yes. and you yes. see the kind of start of the spider webs kind of flash through for a second. Mm -hmm. That was so cool because you immediately know that there is something really messed up underneath this really pretty facade and it's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. So all in all, this was a great little short. Mm -hmm. The CGI was fantastic, which was done by a French studio called Unit Image. Mm -hmm. um, it, it did still kind of kill it for me a little bit when he, he woke up. I, I don't feel like they nailed that quite as well as everything else, but... Uh, what would you actually rate this? Um, I really, really like this film. I just want to say that straight off the bat. Yeah. I think even though it does have some of the same vibes as The Witness in terms of the amount of nudity and the way that sex and female nudity is used, mm -hmm. I feel like from a story point, it earns it just a little bit more. So I am not. Yeah. it's not quite as problematic for me. Um, but there is still the whole explanation she gives about just how far off course they are completely naked. I'm like, well, like you, you could have just put a shirt on. Like, okay. Um, I think, I think the only thing that really kind of irked me about the whole thing was when we get a close up on the faces, you notice that the lip flaps don't quite line up with the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's. That's the only thing is I can really pinpoint as being wrong with the whole film. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say maybe four out of five. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's a, a fair score. Um, w with your notes on the the nudity, I, I definitely think uh, comparing it to The Witness is a a mm. good comparison because in The Witness, the whole nudity thing was way over the mm -hmm. top and completely unnecessary. In this aspect. I really didn't feel like they pushed it to that unnecessary level. It wasn't nearly as distracting. Exactly, yeah. You're definitely right about the, the characters' faces. And I think elements like that was what really drive you into that whole uncanny valley yeah. feeling. But close up, the, the skin textures were fantastic. Mm -hmm. the, the shading work was great. Again, what killed it for me was when he woke up, he looked like it was far more of a video game cutscene than the other scenes yeah. so I found that a little bit jarring but I also really like this one I, I like the twist at the end and again that's how you do a it was all a dream mm -hmm. ending so I would actually give this um, I'm feeling generous today I'm going to give it a 4.5 nice one yeah so the next one good hunting mm. Is a very interesting one. So basically, the synopsis is that the son of a spirit hunter forges a bond with a shape shifting Huli Jing. Uh, Huli Jing. Please, please forgive Tim's correctly. pronunciation. He's doing his best. Please forgive my pronunciation. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> so this is done in a 2D style, uh, and this was animated by Red Dog Culture House in South Korea. Tell me, Caitlin, your thoughts on this one. I have a lot of them, and I, I, I'm, I'm really yo-yoing on this film quite a lot <laughs> because it is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant, and intellectually, I love it, but it doesn't leave me with a good feeling. And to be clear, 
the film doesn't owe me that. So this is definitely the, the, the main one where we have to give these content warnings because this film does have sexual assault, body mm-hmm. horror, and a, a fair few other things going on in there. Those are probably the main ones that I'm going to talk about. Um, I think the way that nudity is used in this is a little more like The Witness, but it does then have that story-driven point of men telling us the story of the ownership of women and the British ownership of China and Hong Kong at the time and the way that people were not viewed as people and as objects. So this is this is very much an alternative history. So uh, focusing on this period of British invasion of Hong Kong and China, but then we take a, a, a step into a more industrialised automaton sort of era, which is quite cool. I really liked that direction that things took mm-hmm. but yeah it's it doesn't this film doesn't owe me to feel good about it because it is telling a story that is at its heart kind of icky at its heart this is actually a rape revenge film because this is about you know this this Jing who because of the industrialization of china and hong kong is losing her ability to transform back into a fox and you know, she's then working as a prostitute. She's used by all of these men to the point that one of her clients forcibly transforms her into a cyborg, essentially. And mm-hmm. she then uses that trauma and uses that body horror to transform herself back into a fox and become a protector of the Chinese people and a protector particularly of women from these these English men who think they own them. And I think that was a really, really great story point. But again, just everything in this feels just slightly icky to me. Like the fact that, you know, it would be, I think it would still be impactful to have her kind of telling the story of being drugged and waking up as an automaton, as a, as a cyborg. But to have, to show her waking up midway through having her legs cut off, like that was that was intense like that honestly turned my mm-hmm. stomach it was it broke my heart i oh um so yeah like content wise in this i'm really yo-yoing because i i think it is a really good story and i think it is a really powerful story mm-hmm. but it's not one of those stories that will ever leave you with a good feeling yeah. and again it doesn't owe me that so well so i don't think it wants to leave you with a good feeling no. because it, w- <laughs> it it wants you to be put into that mindset of this jing and you want her to get her revenge and mm-hmm, and showing her go through that trauma mm. you want her to to get that revenge and when she she is able to finally become uh, her true self and become this fox which by the way, love the design. I, I thought the transformation was so amazing. Good. So cool. Yes. You feel so satisfied when she's able to enact her revenge on these people that have done this mm-hmm. to her. It really aids in that satisfaction yeah. for her. And it wouldn't be nearly as strong if it was simply she falls asleep and then wakes up as a cyborg. I, I, I know, I know, I just... I, 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 under- just... I understand where you're coming from, though. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel that it's intentional. It. it doesn't want you to feel comfortable. Yeah, it's... it's, And it does a very good job of that. But yeah. mo- moving away a little bit from the story elements of this, the visual elements of this are just stunning. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is that mix of 2D and 3D animation. It's got this beautiful... Like, on all of these uh, characters that are supposed to be these like, you know, romantic and sexual ideals. You've got this gorgeous rim lighting from mm-hmm. the moon and it's yes. just 
the just lighting was perfect. The oh. lighting was amazing in this. Really looks, well done. It looks like one of those slightly older Studio Ghibli films and Miyazaki mm -hmm. films. It just looks so beautiful. It's got that real anime vibe. I really, really like it. Um, but by the same token, it gave me massive flashbacks to uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon because of that massive uh, waifu style yes. uh, battle scene right at the beginning. Yep. And because it's all animated, you get this gorgeous floaty animation and mm -hmm. it just works so perfectly. And I oh, I was in love with that scene straight Absolutely, out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the fact that they didn't really go over the top with the music, the music mm -hmm. was... Very, very understated. Very understated, and it didn't draw attention away from what was going on. I thought it was a, a very clever choice. So I do, I do have a point that I want to make about um, uh, Yan when she is a child. Yeah. Um, and you know the um, Liang finds her. Um, I don't feel like she needed to really be naked in that scene. I can, I can yeah. understand making the argument that you know there is the naked, the vulnerability. The, the fact that it is literally men painting these Hulijing as, you know, sex symbols and mm -hmm. and witches. Yep. I kind of get why it's done, but my brain kind of broke on the fact of, hang on, isn't this a child? Yeah, um, that bit was a little bit jarring. I think they could have gotten away with keeping her in kind of a, like a midway form where she's part fox part human yeah but she um, that, went too far human i think yeah that, it was kind of jarring it's like hang on this is like a pup this is a young child yeah it, it did kind of give you that uncomfortable feeling yeah i, I did end up looking it up because i, I found it fascinating um, and i like mythology um so apparently Jing Typically, like the spirits, they're trying to gain some form of ascendance, and they apparently okay. the human form is a form of ascendance. Um, I feel like it's very okay. human centric, but sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it is these Huijing uh, can become women between the ages of 50 and 100. But again, it falls into that problematic anime character sort of vibe of, oh, yeah, we've designed it like a child and then overly sexualized it, but they're actually 500 years old, so it's fine. I'm like, eh, it's still. Not quite. You're still depicting a child. Exactly. It's it's yeah. it's still I think slightly problematic. Um, and, and and you know what? When they they bring up uh, reasons like that, it really feels like that they're just looking for a loophole. So just to be clear, this isn't the filmmakers putting out any kind of justification for their choices. This is just okay. the I, I I did a I did a big uh, deep dive into Hulijing as spirits and what what their whole deal is to see. Firstly, how much of it has been abstracted, and secondly, what the vibe is here. So this this is from my my research into the actual spirits in mythology. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, apparently foxes are just very morally ambiguous in China, so they're just like yeah, they're either. Okay. So it is it is a very interesting fact that they're like oh yeah, these Hulijing, they are these evil spirits. They need to be killed because actually a lot of them could be quite beneficial. So. They were either a force of malevolence or benevolence. Um, they could, you know, give you uh, wealth. They could give you good guidance, or they could just come and cause mischief. So I respect that about foxes. That does just seems like a very fox thing to me. Um, this is also based on a short story from Paper and Menagerie by Ken Liu, which mm -hmm. I'm told is a very, very good short story, which I now need to track down and add to my uh, TBR list. Uh, and this also has won an Emmy, as it should, 
Um, so it won an Emmy for Outstanding Individual in the Animation Background Design. Ah, I thought I should have won more, but yes, well, that's well-deserved. <laughs> well-deserved, absolutely. The backgrounds for me were really the selling points. Like, I absolutely loved the story. I thought the story was phenomenal. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the character animation, mm -hmm. mainly with the, the mouths. I never found that the mouths moved quite right with the the dialogue it felt quite lazy i think i i maybe it's because i am i, I do watch a fair bit of anime um and so mm -hmm. you will have the original you know japanese audio and then you'll have you know the english dub over the top or you'll be reading the subs yeah. and so like things don't really quite line up sure so i'm, I'm a lot more forgiving oh, that... of mouth flaps not lining up yeah. on and like on very clearly animated characters as opposed to things that are more hyper realistic when they look human it's got to match when it's animated you get a bit yeah, away look, that's fine but you don't need to see every single articulation but it just felt like they moved not nearly as much as what you would expect even if you're watching yeah, a dub okay. and, and i just found that a little bit distracting but the whole visual thing was fantastic the, the backgrounds were great i really like the character yeah. designs the design of the cyborg mm. version of the character and and her transformation that was amazing and i'm always the biggest sucker for steampunk oh, anything yeah. steampunk you've got <laughs> me and i love the transition from going from the the more traditional china hong kong to the more industrialization mm -hmm. and you start seeing more of these steampunk elements start creeping in and i absolutely loved yeah, it yeah it was really really really, really cool did. I mm -hmm. I really I, I love I love all the visuals in this. It's just beautiful. It's a really stunning mm -hmm. piece. So, what would you rate this one? Uh, look, I'm I'm gonna give this one like a four point five because it's just it's it's too beautiful and it, the story really hits and it does. Like I don't feel good about it, but like I also really <laughs> love it. Yep. I, I love stories that have that level of complexity. They mm -hmm. they leave you feeling, you know, oh, I love it so much, but there's these elements. But, you know, you, you're not just saying, yes, I like it. No, I don't like it. There's a lot more to it, it than that. It makes you think about it. it. It's got a real vibe exactly. of, uh, like, political protest cinema and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. it, it leaves you with that feeling of, like, yeah, rise up, fight the patriarchy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, look. I love this one as well. I'm also going to give it a 4.5. Also, just if we're on the topic of, you know, the last one was like the, the best example of how you do, you know, and it was all a dream storyline. I think this is the, the best way I've ever seen a rape revenge film done. If you're going to do it, this is the way to do it. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The audience are just left so satisfied by mm -hmm. it. And you really see the, the character grow yes. as well. She's, she's not just on this revenge journey you see her grow as a person or as a being and yeah. you also see their friendship grow as well yes and i which is I fantastic i do like see. that they know I'm, i know we've already kind of we're trying to move on but like i love that they never made it like a romantic relationship between liang yes, and yan it was, it was purely friends that's so rare keep doing this filmmakers it is rare and we definitely need to see more of it they're not falling into any stereotypes men and women um, can they be do friends really well. <laughs> we can yes. we can <laughs> okay now we definitely have to move on to the next one which is the dump and this is definitely an interesting oh, one yeah. so this one is done in 3d animation by the studio abel and barker 
uh, in Spain. So the synopsis is a character called Ugly Dave calls the garbage dump home and he is not about to let some city slicker come and take it away from him. Now, that synopsis doesn't exactly <laughs> inform us of the real twist of this one in which there's a creature that's made up of all the rubbish in this dump. It's a big garbage puppy. <laughs> it is. That will eat you. Yeah, absolutely. And then you'll become part of the garbage puppy and it's fine. It's all okay. Yes. And the fact is towards the end of it, you, you actually start feeling for this creature. It's like, yeah, it's just a puppy. But the only reason I think you start feeling for this is because, okay, so let's take a step back. Um, we have Ugly Dave and we have his friend Pearly, you know, having a bit of a drink. Pearly goes to relieve himself. Also, we didn't need to see that. No, I've seen that, too ugh. many animated schlongs in the last three episodes. Can we please stop? No more. I'm done. I've seen enough in my life. Thank you. Uh, Goodbye. Yeah, there's definitely a warning for that one. That was horrible. Mm -hmm. oh, anyway, um, and he gets attacked by this creature, which Ugly Dave then goes to avenge his friend who has been eaten by. And as he's attacking it, he sees a puppy kind of, you know, crying in the midst of this creature and he realises that everything eaten by the creature becomes part of the creature. But it's only because there's that puppy in there that we actually have any sympathy for it. That is the only reason. If we just saw the corpse of Pearly rise up like, eh, which we do, we'd be like, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is straight up a horror film. We're going into some zombie territory. Kill it with fire. Um, yep. But the fact that there's a puppy in there, we're like, oh, but puppy. And I will admit, I'm guilty of this. I am the we're exact all person puppies. that was aimed at. Like, oh no, oh yes. <laughs> I I am the problem. It's me. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Hey, don't apologize. I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it's a puppy. It's cute. And when the, this creature seems to take on the the mannerisms of a of a pet. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? I really like the humor in this. It didn't take itself so seriously. Like the the last couple of episodes have really been serious episodes. Mm -hmm. This one does not take itself seriously. No. It uses the it uses the humor. The three D is great. It's very stylized. It's it actually reminds me a bit of uh, Rango, the film with the the chameleon. It's different style but you're, you're looking at animation that is realistic but it's also very stylized at the same to time place what this reminded me of for 24 hours thank you <laughs> I, it has been you are very welcome me. <laughs> so would you agree that it's very much like rango so. yeah it, it's... like in that sort of animation yeah, style -wise. yeah you're right um, so, I mean, I, I thought that they did that very well. The the human characters, there's so much detail in them, and yet they're very, very stylized. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I think, like, it, we are in a dump, so there is this whole element of, of dirt and grossness throughout the whole thing. But there were just so many ways in which it was done so beautifully and so subtly. Like, if you look at Ugly Dave's legs, you can't necessarily go, oh, here's a big patch of dirt but there's just this really nice, subtle grime across all of it. And then you have like, you know, like on yes. the feet or the hands, like yes. you, you will have those kind of hero splotches of grunge. But like, there's just this really beautiful, everything just has this really slight, subtle layer of filth. Mm -hmm. And so even without consciously being able to go, oh, that right there, you kind of feel that whole like, I don't want to touch anything here. <laughs> like I, I kind of felt a little bit for the, for the um, inspector being like, 
I feel like I'm going into shock just sitting here. I'm like, me too, friend. <laughs> me too. He was still not a nice person, but, and, you know, I felt that. Yeah. And and it definitely felt like a lot of the grime didn't just mm. come from the textures. The the materials yeah. that they use as well really helped emphasize that feeling of that, mm -hmm. that layer of grime across everything. Mixed with the, the layer of sweat mm -hmm. as well from these mm. characters, it did kind of make you feel a little bit dirty and un unclean. It's like, yep. yeah, I, I need to wash my hands mm -hmm. after, <laughs> after watching this. Yeah. Um, and the the animation style as well, it's a bit more exaggerated. Yeah. Which goes really well with the stylization of the characters, which actually I think would have made it uncomfortable to watch if you're seeing these stylized characters moving mm. very realistically. Now, I'm not saying that they're animated in a cartoon way, but there's just a touch. little bit more exaggeration, just a touch more squash and stretch yeah. than what you would see in real life. And that was really nice to see. Yeah, it worked really well, I think, in, in for this for this story, and I think it worked really well for the style they were going for. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great job on that. Was there anything in this one that you didn't like? Um, I mean... Apart from the schlong. Yeah, yeah apart <laughs> apart from that. I've, just, I've seen too much. Um, I think just... Uh, like you were saying about the humor, like you, you kind of like the humor was really landing for you. I think for me, mm. it kind of had a little bit of a weird element to it because there was the, it was weird. Yeah, there was uh, like a lot of the gags between Pearly and Ugly Dave had to do with this sex doll that he's like considering yeah. his wife, and then uh, a <laughs> porno magazine. I'm like, yeah. it was it was very. Um, like it was, it was, it was literally humor. women as objects, and I'm like, yeah, okay. But then you also get the feeling, like the way that they'd phrased it and the way that they were showing it, you weren't kind of meant to agree with them. It was like, yeah, these these no, guys are a no, little bit, not. um, you know, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's really you, you got these two guys that don't really get out much. Yeah, no. They're their own company. It, you kind of expect that yeah, it, from guys that just live in a dump. Exactly. Like, it, it feels very expected. <laughs> and so you're like, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So that's, that's probably like, I did, I did laugh at it. That's the problem as well. I'm like, yeah. I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> laugh at this. Yeah. Oh, no, you had a guilty like, laugh. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Look, I see where this is going. I know what's <laughs> happening. Um, so yeah. And I mean, this is actually the shortest of the, of the three that we've, um, watched. Mm -hmm. So, it was a very yeah, short actually, one. Actually, yeah. it's not actually that much shorter. So I think the others were both 17 minutes. This is 11 minutes, but it feels much shorter than that. Yeah. Really? It does. Because it does. I definitely thought it was under 10 minutes. It's a bit popcorn-y. It's, it's very, um, you know, yes. it's, it's it's just a filler episode kind of thing. Like, it's not got this high end. It does feel like from that. after the other two where we've got these really kind of um, intense bits of body horror and just horror and, uh, you know, very heavy topics. This one is, mm -hmm. you know, it's just light and airy. It's a bit of fun. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a cleanser. Yeah, it's, it feels weird to say something that grungy is a cleanser, but yeah, I... Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's almost <laughs> oxymoronic. It works. Uh, <laughs> it, it does. And you know what? In this sort of series, when you have very serious 
episodes, very dark episodes, very heavy episodes. You need ones like this Absolutely. to be able to keep watching and to keep enjoying the heavier stuff. But without episodes like this, it, it does, <laughs> it would get too much and you would need a break. So this is definitely a, ironically, a, a cleansing episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So what would you give this one, Caitlin? I mean, well, yes, I do appreciate having the cleanser episode. I think when you come off the back of two really strong episodes like Beyond the yeah. Killer Rift and Good Hunting were, I think this one kind of, for me, fell just a little bit flat because it doesn't take me anywhere or make me feel anything really other than a little bit lighthearted. So, look, I'm, I'm probably going to give it a three out of five. Okay. Yeah, look, I completely agree. It, it was a fun one, but you, you just left, you know, oh, yeah, that was fun. There's no real connection with any of the characters. It was it was very well done. It was very well done. And I have no complaints with the actual animation. But again, it didn't feel anything special. Yeah. So I would actually give this one 3.5. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Tim's kinder than me today. <laughs> That's a rarity, isn't it? I know. Usually you're mean. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not that mean. I'm just honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go with that. That's definitely yeah, one way well, of phrasing it. Well, th th that's how I sleep at night. So, <laughs> thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode. We have more Love, Death and Robots to get through in the next one. So, please stick around for the next episode. Please share, like and subscribe. And we will catch you around next time. Catch you later. Bye.